Aside from that, uh, every once in a while, I do paranormal investigation with a group of homies too, really? which is kind of cool. Okay, we gotta dive into that a little bit. What, where are you going? What do you? You got like the the voice box or? Yeah, yeah so we got we got the. Counter. I don't know, Geiger counter, whatever the ghost thing. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. The electro. E G K E K G something like that. Okay. If you had to pick your top three artists, any genre, I'm imagining it's gonna be rap. Who are you gonna pick as your top three right now? Any way you want to put that? Uh, Iso's number one. King Iso, that's my favorite rapper. I think he is gonna go on to become one of the legends of hip hop in his day. Like that dude is too good. Uh, this year I'm doing an EP every month, dropping on the first of the month. Doing a single two, two-ish weeks after that. So I'm dropping my EPs on the first of the month. Singles on like two weeks on the Friday afterward just to kind of keep the engagement up. I got a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, the 24th of February, next weekend, we're gonna be in Madison for that local show, which is gonna be some of the best locals you're gonna see all together at once. That show is gonna be crazy. Welcome to CW Hip Hop, your home for Wisconsin hip hop. I'm your host, DJ Bank. Joining me this week for our first interview of 2024, we have Dustin Warbear. Uh, why don't you go ahead real quick at the top, let everybody know where can they follow you, streaming music, all that stuff. You can follow me on all socials at Dustin Warbear, W-A-R-B-E-A-R, -E and you can find me on all streaming platforms under the same name. Yes, yes, and we'll have him tagged on all of our posts as well, so you guys can find his Instagram page or Facebook page, uh, wherever you see that post there. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be having his interview here. First, we got, as always, a couple of announcements for helping uh, make all this possible, things you guys should be aware of and all that. So starting off here, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram at CW Hip Hop. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram at BVNC. 925. I want to thank our first sponsor here, Hollywood Entertainment down in Milwaukee. They help with many different forms of art in the city from movies, music, live events, and much more. So thank you so much for helping support Wisconsin, uh, CW Hip Hop here as well as well as Wisconsin Hip Hop. Also, thank you to our Patreon listener tiers. We have Tracy Jankowski, Sub Music Boss, and DK. If you want to join them, we'll shout you out on every live DJ and podcast, and you'll also get a 10% discount to our shop at cwhiphop.com slash shop. Um, go to patreon.com slash CWHH to join today. We do have that question for IGTV chat. We are going to read that off in a little bit here. Uh, but if you guys are joining us live on Instagram, we have a new question every week. So you guys can see it right above us here. This week's question is, is it better to invest in a beat or feature? And that's not saying you're going to be stealing the beats because obviously that's bad and we don't do that. But are you going to be buying just the basic lease or would you be paying for the exclusive uh, ownership of that beat? Or maybe you have a beat that you really like and it's not within your budget necessarily where it's $50 for the basic lease, but maybe it's 100 or 150 something like that. Would you put a little bit more money into that side? Or would you be putting your money into a feature, a bigger artist, somebody who might be getting you traction, some fans you think might cross over from their music to yours? So let us know. We'll get your answers written down. we got a couple of them here. We'll be reading those off in a little bit before we start this interview up. But yeah, new question every week, so make sure you join us here live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Also, thank you to Chop Shop Barbershop down in Plover, Wisconsin. Make sure you guys stop by there for a unique experience while getting a fresh haircut. You can schedule your next appointment at the Garage Theme Barbershop in Plover by finding a link on our homepage at cwhiphop.com. Also, follow them on Instagram at Chop Shop Barbershop and then tell them CW Hip Hop sent you to receive the best experience. Also, thank you to Garky Global. He has all of your media needs covered from custom graphics, new logos, cover arts, photography, videography, music videos, drone footage, and much more. He's got it all over there. So check out his YouTube channel for some of his work at Garky, Global, uh, Garky Graphics. That's G-A-R-K-E Graphics. And then also follow him on Instagram at Garky Global. 
Also, thank you to Hollywood Recording Company. They have built a premier recording studio in Chippewa Valley. It's about 10 minutes north of Eau Claire. Their slogan is small town, big sound, and they definitely deliver on that. So make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at Hollywood Recording Company. That's H-A-L-L-I-E, Wood Recording Company. And let them know CW Hip Hop sent you so they know their ads are getting in front of the right people. Also, we have a new artist to the station we want to make sure we let you know about. We have Della World Mayday. He's out of Kenosha. We got all of his stuff up on our website at cwhiphop.com slash artist. We played some of his music on the live DJ here today as well. Uh, go, You can actually check out all of the artists we have on the website. Go to cwhiphop.com slash artist to find links to their songs where you can listen to them on streaming platforms, picture of the artist, and also all of their socials uh, as well. We do have our new music post in Wisconsin Hip Hop that is going to be putting uh, posted up tomorrow. We have uh, the upcoming Wisconsin Hip Hop post every Thursday. If you want to join these, make sure you DM us on Instagram or fill out the form at the bottom of our website at cwhiphop.com. But a couple songs I want to let you know about. We have David Lopez with his project, Cafecito. Dustin Warbear featuring Ace Wild and uh, Merkley's with Jumping. We have Blue Jacket with Blue 22 that's coming out on the 29th of February. Dustin Warbear with a project with Cookies and Cream, Life's a Trip, coming out on the 1st of March. Dustin Warbear with uh, W-I-G-D, right? That's coming out on the 15th, and what's that stand for? What I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do. And then we have Dustin Warbear again with another project. This is with 50 Cal, right? Cemetery yep. Wins. It's coming out on the 1st of April, so you guys can check those out. He's still he's still consistent. He's not dropping every, every Friday anymore, but he's dropping, you were telling us, an EP a month? Yeah. The first of the month, and then maybe a single here and there, so... Single in between, so it's every two weeks. Every still, two weeks, so much. yeah. You're getting still quite a bit of music from Dustin Warbear, and that's why he was uh, voted Artist of the Year two years in a row, I believe. But we are going to talk about that a little more, why you think you got that. But we are going to be having all of these up on our uh, playlist as they release. We update that every Tuesday, so make sure you guys check that out on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. We make a separate post for all of those. Interviews, uh, we don't have one scheduled currently. We are uh, going to be booking a bunch of them, though, with the CW Hip Hop artists, past and present. Uh, so if anybody in the past has been a part of CWHipHop.com, or if you currently are, we are going to give you priority for those. So you can DM us to get your interview scheduled, and we'll start working uh, on writing those. But yeah, we're doing this first one here with Dustin Warbear, checking out the new setup for it. I wanted to make sure things were right before I start inviting a bunch of people over for them. But I'm feeling good about this. I think how we got it laid out. Might tweak a few things here and there, but I think we're gonna get rolling here. Our goal is 25 interviews this year. We'll see if it works, but I figure put a good number out there and we can see if it'll, it'll come to fruition. So we're gonna really be getting these going. So now's your chance. If you're looking to get your interview, uh, DM us for uh, your spot uh, this year. Couple of concerts we want to let you know about. Saturday, February 24th at 6 p.m., a Midwest Mix-Up Productions is presenting the Mid-City Kid, Chaz, Dustin Warbear, Ace Wild, and many more. They're going to be at the Annex in Madison, 18 plus event, $10 at the door. You're going to be performing there. Are you excited? Oh yeah. It's yeah. going to be a great show. It's a really solid lineup. Yeah, I'm hoping to make it down there. I was having car issues I was talking to you a little bit about, so I still have to, I wanted to hand deliver their plaque for winning uh, best venue in the state, so I want to try and get down there for that show. Um, but yeah, the, the lineup looks incredible, so I mean, if I go down, and I'm hoping to God I do, it's going to be in a great venue, great show lineup, it's going to be a good time, so hopefully we'll see you guys down there. Saturday, March 2nd at 7 p.m., Checkmate Music Group is presenting Hip Hop Massacre. They're gonna have performances from Big Savo, D Astral, 700 Stony, Dubsack, Red the Rapper, and um, many more. There's quite a few on that ticket as well. So they're gonna be at Studio 301 in Portage. 21 plus event for that show and $10 at the door. You guys can find more information on all of these shows and many more shows that we have on our website at cwhiphop.com concerts. So, 
Let me check over the comments here real quick. Do you see anybody put their answers in? I think I saw one before I start reading off. If you guys, you guys got a little time while I check here, but this week's question is, is it better to invest in the beater feature? You guys got two minutes here before I start reading all these off. God, Instagram features sucks for scrolling through chat sometimes. Yeah. Dubsack said features. He knows what's up. Dubsack said features? Yeah. All right. I think that's the only one we got then. All right, I'll get you written down here, Dubsack. We're gonna be reading off all of the answers though we had in the chat from the live DJ. Appreciate everybody who joined us over there. Definitely appreciate you guys putting your answers in the chat. We like to know what you guys' answers are for some of these questions. You know, I write them down and we talk about them and I think I know what the answer is gonna be, but then it changes completely. Like that's why we started the Apple Music Podcast. I was like, what platform do you stream music on? And Apple Music One. I was like, oh fuck, we should probably get our shit onto Apple Music for all you guys. Uh, so we got feature here. So we're gonna start off with our first entry here. We had Dello World, the new artist to the station here. He said beat. We had Ace Wild with feature, Boggs with beat, Sub Music Boss with beat, Twan with beat, and Dubsack now with feature. Warbear, what'd you put for your answer? I said feature. You said feature. For me, I, it's about exposure. Like, obviously I'm not gonna be on a whack-ass beat, but like, I, I look for deals. I buy beats in packs. I buy beats on Beat Stars when there's sales. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, features for me, man. And you, we're going to talk about some of your features, but you have a lot of features from some pretty big artists. So you definitely have found like a, a good strategy for getting uh, traction with a lot of your people. Yeah. Um, do you think that's influenced your reason, or do you think you've always had from the beginning features? Um. I mean, I think it's definitely influenced it a little bit, seeing the difference in streams compared to, you know, like a solo song or just like a local artist song compared to like what these feature songs do. Yeah, yeah. I went with beat, and uh, the reason for it is I more make music for myself and that I'm going to enjoy listening, and then if I put it out there, if anybody likes it as well, they'll become a fan, but I, I really think like the base of my songs are I really enjoy this beat and I gotta put something good over it so I will sometimes if I see a beat isn't within the like $50 base lease whatever or somewhere within there and it's like a little bit more I might be inclined to spend more on that that beat to make sure I get it versus just finding something a little more uh, cheaper within my budget so that's what I want with my answer here but appreciate everybody who did put their answers in the chat do appreciate you guys we have a new question every Sunday at 5 p.m. on our live DJ and if we have an interview we'll be talking about it there as well but appreciate everybody popping in for that uh, Gutton here says music music Apple music goaded what do you use I use Spotify, I use Spotify. I have an Android you have an Android yeah you can get Apple music on your um, mm. On your Samsung, I, I have it only because now I do it for CW, but I didn't realize you could. I thought it was an Apple only thing for a while, hmm. but I grew up Android too, so it was like yeah. Spotify was the first pick. For sure. I don't, so if I'm being real quick, before we get into this interview, I don't know if I like it more though, because it's, I, I have to search for people's music uh, for the playlist each week, and it is hard sometimes to like find it if I don't have it perfect. Apple Music will not show it to me, but I'll search the same thing as Spotify, and boom, it's right there. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they like, intentionally hide stuff or make it hard to search but yeah, their search know. feature is very very whack to me alright but that's all we got for the announcements here the question of the week are you ready for this interview yes sir alright so welcome to CW Hip Hop Studio new studio we just got this all finished this uh 
beginning of this year, really. I mean, we mudded, painted, and got the flooring in finally. So you're going to be our first interview here, kind of a uh, guinea pig for it, making sure it all works out. I, I'm going to be playing around with the mic setups a little bit, so I do appreciate you making it over. Yeah. Being from no Merrill, problem. too, um, how was that drive over here? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. Kind of short. Nice short drive, a little half hour away, just uh, mm -hmm. up north a little bit. <laughs> Up north, you know it. Yeah. So how you come? How you feeling coming to this interview? I mean, this is your second CW Hip Hop interview. First one we had was in early July of 2022. It was at episode 72, actually. So, uh, have you been on any more interviews since then? Or uh, I think I've done a couple. Yeah. Yeah. But not many. Not many. No. All right. Feeling good coming into this one? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a good year so far. It has. It has. And being it's been. Let's see, almost a year and a half now. Lots happened since then. Oh, yeah. 2022, I can't even, like, 2023, I'm still wrapping my mind around that. But, yeah, that was mid last year. So, uh, this episode will be a bit of a test for the new studio, obviously, here. Uh, and being, too, uh, new interview style, we had mostly your SoundCloud is what we talked about last interview. So, got it updated. You have a lot of music on your Spotify now. Uh, so, we can go over some of those, some of the numbers with it. So, going to be starting off here. I think we asked this on our last interview, but, as always... Our most important question, and that's how did you come up with the stage name Dustin Warbear? Uh, I just used it because it was my Facebook name since, like, middle school. Really? Yeah, because I stole it from Skyrim. And what part did you steal? The Warbear, Warbear part? Warbear, yeah. Okay. It's the blacksmith in the first big town you go to. Okay. Because one of my friends changed his Facebook name to just the straight-up full name, which was Ulfrith Warbear. So I just changed my name to Warbear, too, because that was, like, my best friend at the time. Nice, yeah. nice. And I thought about trying to think of something, you know, super creative and just decided to just go go with what people already knew me as. I guess uh, when, you, when you were picking it, were there other options you were kind of juggling around, or is it just it was there from the beginning, so you just kind of... I think I thought of, like, a couple things, but... As most of the time, they were probably already taken by someone else, and there's no other Dustin Warbur out there. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is somebody's first introduction to you as an artist, how would you describe the music you make? Um, that's a good question. I know. You're very versatile. You got yeah. a, lot of, a lot of things going on. I just like making music, man. Like, obviously, I'm pretty rap-focused, like, in, like, the... The Tech Nine, like, chopper style music. But, I mean, I like to make, like, softer singing music, too. And sometimes I slow it down a little bit. So, I mean, you know, if you like music, there's probably something on my discography that you'll like. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have from slower, more emotional songs to turn up, party kind of songs and yeah. everything in between. So, I mean, really... Your your discography, especially from when we first interviewed, has grown tenfold. Yeah. From the amount of songs you put out every week and whatnot. Uh, so we did ask our Instagram page and Facebook page for any questions, and Smalls on Instagram had a similar question to what we had uh, been asking, but I want to make sure I give him credit for this. And his question was, how many years have you been rapping and why? And I believe that's why did you start. Um, but what year would you say that you started your music journey and who or what inspired you? Uh, I started in 2020. 2020? Yeah. Okay. And I didn't Anything really... Anything happened that year? I can't remember. COVID. Oh, COVID. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was in bands for like 15 years before that playing guitar and shit. And when COVID happened <clears throat> with the quarantine and all that shit, we, uh, we couldn't practice anymore. And I didn't want to quit making music. 
and I mean bands are hard to maintain anyway. They get four or five people yeah. on the same wavelength at the same level of determination. So I'd been listening to hip hop for I mean since I was a little kid, but I got really into it like ten years ago where it started to be like the only thing I was really listening to anymore, which is mostly like Tech Nine and like the strange music scene. So I just decided to go for it and try and try and make some raps and they turned out better than I expected. So I just decided to pursue this and I think I've seen more growth doing this on my own than I've seen in most of the bands I was ever a part of. Yeah, I mean, you really kind of nailed it there with like a band being so hard to like manage even just four people. Like people are so different in their own different places in their life, like trying to make everybody work together. I think... It's one of the you don't see many bands anymore in like mainstream music like they're here and there but like a successful band like the biggest artist right now is in hip hop or if you want to call them pop Drake uh, Taylor Swift within her own lane I mean there's single artists versus like having everybody uh, kind of working together to make like something maybe better or a whole band experience right um, but when you started doing it solo and making your own music did you have any goals with starting hip hop um not necessarily when I started. I just, you know, it was kind of like an experiment thing to see if I if I could do it. And when I made my first couple songs and I thought they were actually kind of decent, I decided to just keep writing, keep recording, like learn how to do all the mixing, mixing and mastering and just start putting stuff out. Yeah. Uh, so you said it kind of, from a young age, you've been listening to hip-hop music, but as you were growing up, what kind of music did you hear playing around you, and do you think any of these artists had an impact on the music you make today? Uh, growing up, all my parents, well, mostly my dad, he drove everywhere, so he always had the radio control. All he had ever <laughs> listened to is country, and on Sundays, polka. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we're, we're Polish, so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I had, like, I got M&M CDs when I was super young, and my mom actually had some old CDs I found that were like Ja Rule and DMX mm. and like, yeah. So, I mean, I was definitely influenced into hip-hop by Eminem. Mm -hmm. Like, I still give Eminem respect as one of the goats, but I can't really say I listen to that much Eminem anymore. Like, currently? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest, me too. Yeah, I just kind of, it was a thing. He was big and then... Stuff he puts out just doesn't captivate me as much as his early stuff did. I still think it's good. It's just not on repeat, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not like my normal, what I'm always listening to. Yeah. Uh, so, Eminem, Ja Rule, any other artists that you might have been listening to that maybe influenced you? Or was those kind of the main ones that you, you had there? Those were just uh, and DMX, too. DMX. It was like the, the CDs I had when I was a kid. But I mean, what really got me back into rap like 10 years ago was Tech. Tech. Tech and Ritz and like the whole Strange Music label. Okay, okay. Yeah, Strange is just knowing you personally. You got a tattoo, right, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, right on, on my neck. On your neck there, yeah. I was going to say, you, you're pretty loyal to that label there. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick your top three artists, any genre, I'm imagining it's going to be rap. Who are you going to pick as your top three right now? Any way you want to put that. Uh, Iso's number one. King Iso, that's my favorite rapper. I think he is going to go on to become one of the legends of hip-hop in his day. Like, that dude is too good. And then I'd say Tech is probably number two for me. 
Because, I mean, Tech's a legend already. One of the biggest independent artists to ever do it. Yeah. And uh, three's like a toss-up, depending how I'm feeling. Like, I'd say it's probably probably be Ritz, honestly. But I, I switch up a lot. Like, Caskey's up there for me, too, lately. After, like, actually, like, meeting him and, like, getting really into his music. I really fuck with Caskey a lot. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Those are solid three. Uh, so as we're going into look at your early music career here, the first track I was able to find online was uploaded to Spotify July 4th, 2001, titled Winter's Coming. I know we played that one on the station for quite a while here. Uh, talk to your audience a little bit about this first track. Yeah, so that actually, before I even put music out, I wrote that for a competition I came across online, which I did not win because I was not that good back <laughs> then. I think lyrically it's a very good song. I wrote it based around like Game of Thrones, and there's probably a solid 40-plus Game of Thrones references in those lyrics oh, yeah. if you actually listen to it. And I think it still like holds up. Like It's a pretty good song. I could probably redo it and make it sound a lot better now. But yeah, so I, I wrote it for a competition, didn't win, so I just had it sitting around. I decided to go out and actually buy the beat and just release it as, as a song because it, it was one of the first things I think I ever wrote. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask next, uh, was this your first ever track uploaded? And if it wasn't, what number track would this have been that you created prior to like being in a band? Yeah, it was the first one that I uploaded for sure. First first drop ever under Dustin Warbear. I think I had done a couple other competition entries prior to dropping it, but nothing that like was an actual song of mine. Okay, okay. Um so as you were recording this track, can you kind of describe the studio setup, what kind of mic were you using, any equipment, um, what did the room look like, things like that. Give us kind of a feel of where Winter's Coming was recorded in. Um, I think I recorded it, I think it was at my, my apartment when I was living in Wausau. So I, we, I had a two-bedroom apartment with my ex, and I had the whole second bedroom designated as like a studio. So I'm like one of those obsessive people where I get like super into things and I just spend way too much money on them right away. <laughs> so I'm actually using pretty much all the same stuff now oh, still really? that I had then because I went out and just spent like $3,000 on getting the studio. So I have a, an Apollo solo interface, I think it is. Is that the one with the dial on? Yeah. Okay, I, th I think we yeah. bought one recently, but yeah, okay. So that's a pretty like, decent one. It was like 600 bucks. Then I have a, an AKG mic. Um, I was using a laptop at that point. I did eventually upgrade to a PC because my laptop, the fans started making takeoff noises. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Can't have that on the mic. No, I didn't want that. It was getting pretty slow. So I eventually upgraded my laptop to a PC. But I mean, yeah, pretty much all the same stuff back then. I, uh, I was working at Greenheck for a while, so I took home a bunch of scrap, super nice insulation, built all my own sound panels. When you mean insulation, I guess, is it like stuff uh, you put in the wall, the yellow yeah, stuff? Yeah, like, like rock wool, like okay. very solid, like it's it's almost like a sponge, like it's really solid insulation that they use in like the fans and stuff they build there. Okay. So I, I made my own like acoustic panels out of that. I went to Menards and like bought boards and uh, felt covering and yeah, because those things are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It, soundproofing is not cheap, any yeah. form, any form. So I got them for like egg cartons. a very fraction of the price it would have been to buy them all. 
All right, last question on the uh, studio part. Did you record sitting down or standing up at a mic? I think I was standing up at that point because that's when I had a whole booth set up too. So I also actually, I bought four sheets of what they call soundboard, which is like a particle board almost, okay. but it's like four soundproofing. And then I had cut <coughs> sheets of aluminum at work on the laser at Green Heck. Okay. And I put, I put them on the sides, and like I had a whole big strange music decal cut out of the front of the one that was on the door and everything too. So I had like a whole sound booth at that point. Nowadays, I have half of it set up as just a deflection wall, and I just pretty much sit at my desk and record because there was a point where I was in a house in a basement, and I had my sound booth in another room, so I had to go through a door a blanket into another door mm. can you imagine that just to fuck up on the first take <laughs> to go yeah, re, yeah yeah so i eventually i designated it more to being set up for recording myself than to actually try and be like a studio to record other people at yeah yeah uh so then just a few weeks later on july 29th 2021 you would release astonishing another one we played on the station here for a while can you tell us about this release is in, is there a theme to this song? Um, man, if I could remember it, I might be able to tell you more. <laughs> it's been so long. So was that your second track then? I'm assuming it was I believe so, right yeah, okay. yeah. You didn't have any, like, you're like, nah, that one's not it, so I'm not going to do it. That was next that, one you're working on. That was one that I bought in, like, the first beat pack I ever bought it came with. So the hook was on there, obviously, already. And I kind of just wrote it around the hook. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh so long ago yeah I, I i can very remember like it's astonishing like just yeah. that on re like every once in a while it just pops in my head sometimes i'm like yeah it's war bear song jake still tries to convince me to play that live and i'm just like yeah oh, that's that's too long ago <laughs> i can't do that anymore <laughs> uh so then on august 12th not long after in 2021 you released dreams and uh one one recurring thing in there is you have uh reoccurring places in your dreams do you actually have those happen yeah you do okay yeah all the time Okay, do you know the places, or is it just dream remember? Um, they change time to time. It's been, like, I guess less frequent lately, but I know for a while there was, like, this big hotel that was just, like, in the middle of the desert. I talk, okay. I think I talk about them a little bit in the song. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what I say, but, yeah, there was, like, four or five places that would... They'd change a little bit as far as, like, what was actually inside... But I knew that it was, like, the same place, you know? Yeah. And it's hard to, like, interpret what dreams mean and whatnot. Yeah. But what do you think that was? Was it trying to tell you something? Oh, was man, it? I don't know. No. I have, like, people say, like, your dreams will get crazy when you stop smoking weed or start smoking weed or do this or that or the other thing. I've been through it all, and my dreams are just insane all the time no matter what. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, just I have like action movie dreams. Personally, I don't remember any of my dreams. So when I do remember one, I'm like, hey, babe, like, do you know, like, this is what I have for the dream. It's fucking wild. She's telling me, like, I had this dream every night. I'm like, how do you remember? Like, I, I can't, like, five minutes out of waking up, yeah. like, remember what it is. But... They fade away quick for sure. But yeah, I have crazy dreams all the time. Yeah. Like... Uh, so then I. Less than a week later, actually, August 17th, 2021, you released Homies. And this is featuring Barker and OGB. So who are these artists on the track? Uh, Barker is Barker. OGB is my homie Josh. I think pretty much 
uh, that that's when I was living with Josh at the time. So uh, Barker was just over there. Him and Josh were having a bunch of beers. I don't really drink, but we were chilling, and we were just like, let's make a song. Yeah. So that's what we did. We made a song. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's people you know, homies, because yeah. that's the title of the song. You can kind of hear that in the lyrics of the song. So um, was it hard to convince them to make a song? or was No, it... I think it was their idea. Really? They're yeah. like, you make music, I want to make music too? Yeah. Okay. I remember meeting Barker for the first time, and he was like, Yo, I'm on this song. Have you ever heard it before? Like, War Bear's the next guy up. So he was definitely selling what you got, what you had going on with it. So good homie there for sure. On September 2nd, 2021, you released TikTok featuring Stevie Stone. How'd you secure this feature? Uh, so that was through Wishmaster. That was uh, the first pack him and Stevie did together, actually. The first uh, artist pack that he released, I believe. And that was just, uh, I think, probably one of the first ones I wrote out of the pack. And uh, just decided to go with that. And you said, what was it? Uh, Wishmaster? Wishmaster, yeah. What is that? That's a producer. Okay, so it's a producer. Yeah. Um, he you... actually is the dude that made I'm on a Boat. Really? Yeah. That was his like first big hit that he did with Lonely Island and T.I., wasn't it? Yes, yes. Or T-Pain, not T.I. Uh, yeah, I just remember it was... Like a meme song going around yeah, in middle school. Because that's what Lonely Island did. They yeah. just made meme music. I gotta take on the box. Yeah, like shit like that. Yeah, it, or I just had it was sex. all yeah. so fucking good though. Like, it was, it was like, hilarious. It was funny, but it was a good produ produced song. Like you yeah. could listen to it without being like, "Oh, that's funny." Okay, I'm gonna turn it off. Like you might listen to it again after hearing it for the first time. So that's cool. You, you got uh, one through. Was it just through like his website or was it a beat pack he was selling? Uh, he was selling it, yeah. I think I think I had already had him followed on Instagram or something at the point where I seen it and decided to just, you know, invest in that because, I mean, they're good deals. Like, a few yeah. hundred dollars for, like, ten features compared to Stevie Stone would probably charge a couple thousand just for one if you got it directly from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, though. Uh, do you think that's kind of a strategy artists use is do features through producers or is it kind of here and there some it's becoming do it? more popular i think okay. these like non-exclusive feature deals and i know a lot of people hate on them but i will always be opposed to that because they can get you so many more streams than you're ever going to get on your own and you can make fans out of that mm -hmm. i think we still play uh tiktok on our on the station quite quite a bit here um so what can you tell us a little bit about the creation of this song was it just Stevie Stone had his part laid down and he just kind of went off of that? or Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I like doing that, too, like being able to have something. I feel like I work so much faster with, like, a basis already given to me, you know, mm -hmm. than to start from scratch and just be like, what does this beat feel like? Mm -hmm. What do I want to do on it? Like, when somebody, sometimes somebody will send me a feature and I'll get it done in, like, an hour. Do you feel like you, you work better as a feature artist versus from scratch making something that just kind of comes... Something you have on your mind or something. Like, not even to say one's good or worse than the other, but just, like, I, I feel like there's some artists who are, um, they enjoy doing a feature more. Yeah, I mean, I like doing features for sure, because, like I said, I mean, if you give me a basis or something to go off of already, I can probably get it done real fast. But, uh, it depends on the beat, too. Like, you know, sometimes you'll come across a beat and you'll just, it'll, just, it'll yeah. click, dude, and you'll have a song written in, like, a half hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now you, uh, I want to mention you aren't really afraid to get political or even a little, uh, philosophical on your, your lyrics with, uh, some of your tracks like informed, um, and also social media with 
Zevo. Zevo. Okay. Uh, many other bars and verses uh, appear in your music as well, but can I talk a little bit about why you think it's important to add these into your work versus just making party songs or just emotional songs? Uh, it, it connects with people more, you know? That was one of the things that Kasky and Mass really pushed at the summit, is that, like, you can't, you can't try to please everybody. If you always stay in the middle nobody's really going to resonate with what you're saying. Like, sure, you're going to alienate some people by giving your opinions and showing who you are, but that's going to bring the people that feel the same way even more in. Yeah, and the middle ground is kind of more for country. People people keep it Trucks easy on country. Trucks and beers <laughs> and tractors. Something about truck. Yeah, I think that song was actually made talking about the process oh. of modern country. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know. We, we can talk later on uh, the modern country scene coming back to the forefront of stuff. But. I think Zevo was actually the first person to hit me up for a feature, though, which was cool. Oh, really? Because uh, we both entered one of the same competitions, I believe, and he hit me up about getting on a song. And he's from Denmark. Oh, really? So one of my, one of my first features I ever did was across the globe. Wow. So that was pretty cool. I think social media, that was actually, I think, the second one we did. Because we did one song before that that I don't remember the name of. But social media ended up actually getting put on a Denmark Spotify editorial. Oh, really? Because it's easier for them out of country to land, like, these editorial playlists because there's so many less people making mm -hmm. music. And that was the first time I actually hit, like, I think I hit over 20,000 monthly listeners. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. just from that playlist. Uh, so, I mean, you have countless songs here. I think I did, I shouldn't say countless, because I, I counted up, you have like 85 of them just uh, currently. But uh, I'm going to name a few of my favorites here uh, from your discography. You have Rap, Remix, uh, What Up, Smokeathon, Bucks, Prey, and New Coop. So out of these 85 on your Spotify page, obviously there's way too many for us to uh, cover all here. But um, you were releasing a single every Friday for pretty much a year and a half, right? It was pretty close. I think it was like 14 months. 14 months. So way too many tracks for us to cover here. But I do just want to give you a little bit of time in that time span. Did you have a couple that you enjoyed making or maybe have a story about performing or anything? anything along those lines um you want to mention here well i think rap remix is probably still one of my favorites ace and i still do that like every show we do together to this day because it's obviously over an iso track mm -hmm. which is my favorite rapper and i i just think that's one of my best verses i've still written at this point because i put a lot of work into that i really wanted to make sure like it impressed if it ever got to him which i'm pretty sure he's listened to it i haven't actually talked to him about it but i know we played it at the x-rated show and x-rated was impressed with it because he's the third verse on the actual song oh really okay yeah. like the uh, the original not the remix yeah right? yeah the actual rap real quick just so we got it on on the live here um what is rap or rap what's going on with this song of uh, so like it's a rap song, so it's it's you know R.A.P. But also it stands for really a psycho, which is the chorus. Which funny story too is that's uh, Iso said he had that song made for like two years, and he wasn't even gonna put it out because like he couldn't get any features on it because nobody wants to stand up to Iso. Right. Until Tech heard it, and Tech was like, "Yo, let me get on that shit." And then obviously they got X-rated on it too because he was new new to the label and he's he's he spits pretty well too, and uh, yeah, it be, you know, they put it out and that was like one of the biggest tracks off that project. Yeah, yeah, and it's a really good song. So I was like, I think I actually heard 
your remix before I heard the original song by ISO, but then I was like already ingrained. I was like, this one comes yeah. up to the original, like the really a cycle. But then you also do like the acronym for a bunch of other stuff too. It's like you can pick up through the song. Yeah, I have a whole like four four bars I think where it's I'm really a player running any position regularly, always prepared, repeatedly at practice, rapping and poetically rare, although psychotic, really any parasite receiving a prayer. It's really, every single word is R-A-P, R-A-P, R-A-P. And then I do it again, like, later in the song, throw it in a little bit here and there. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, Tuan in the chat, what's your socials again? You want to shout out for people? Uh, it's Dustin Warbear, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-A-R-B-E-A-R. You can find me on anything, any platform under that name. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we'll have them tagged in all our posts, too, as we upload it all here uh, in the future. Um, so, rap, is there any other songs you wanted to mention here while we're on? Kind of your long run of singles every Friday. Sheesh. And it all feels like so long ago. <laughs> it does. It's hard to even remember what I released in that chunk of just putting out singles constantly. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're starting from 2021 to 2020, end of 2023, basically, because then you started doing EPs, 85 songs, that's like... That's a lot of songs within yeah. a short amount of time, so I I understand. That's why I was giving some of my favorites here. But rap, I think if I'm gonna pick like one that I'm like Dustin Warbear song, which one? I'm gonna do that one. I'm gonna tell somebody yeah. about that one. I do love that song, and Ace obviously killed that shit too. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys got quite a few tracks together, and you guys mash pretty well on each of them. We got to be pushing like 20, 30 of them now. Damn. Yeah, you guys can do a couple sets with uh, both of you up there. Yeah, that's why we've been just like investing together on like slots for shows because it cuts the cost down for both of us and we have so many collabs that we can just do straight sets of collabs yeah uh i just saw ace in here he's like big daddy war bonds i like that one war bonds <laughs> uh so can you describe your creative process for creating your music and then have you learned anything while refining this process um i don't know if i'd necessarily say i learned anything i just think i've grown you know, like gotten better at writing. But uh, I always start with the beat. I will not write anything without a beat. Like maybe I'll write like a line down in my phone that I thought was like cool, like some kind of bar or something. Yeah, you'll find a beat later. And then I never go back and look at that when I'm writing <laughs> anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I always start with a beat. I find a beat I like, see if anything pops in my head right away for like a hook or a start to a verse or something and then I'll just build off of that like I used to take sometimes I'd take like one two three weeks working on writing a song at this point now usually I'll just sit down and write a whole song like for a while there I was trying to write a song like like a month ago or so I was trying to write a song every day. There was one day at, like, while well, I'm working, too. Mm -hmm. There was one day There's at work where I wrote three songs. Really? Yeah. Like, sometimes it goes Were quicker. they, like, good songs or, like, practice to make sure you still got it kind of thing and just keep that muscle moving? Uh, I think that was the idea behind trying to write a song a day was to just, like, keep the pen sharp, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I, I think they turned out pretty well. I'll probably still put them out eventually. I do have a bunch of songs that... I probably won't ever put out from a long time ago that I wrote, but I still have songs that I probably wrote in 2021 that I'm going to release eventually. All right, all right. Um, and then my next question here before we move on to the present, uh, have you removed any past tracks from your discography and why? I have not. You have not? No. Everything stayed up? 
I've removed a couple of those super, super early competition entries from like YouTube just because they were not good. But as far as the discography goes, like I know I wasn't that good when I started, but like uh, a good way to put it is Caskey and Mass at the Summit 2 said like songs are like rental properties. If you don't put them out, they sit vacant. Even if it makes you a dollar, that's a dollar more than you would have had without it. Yeah. And it's cool for people to see the growth sometimes. Yeah, I definitely like that uh, analogy for it because it, it is really like if you make a song and like we were talking about it a little bit before, your favorite song might not be your fan's favorite song and you don't know until you put it out there. Right. Only way to find out is if you put it out there. I had a song I don't really like that I put out that did like 60,000 streams on YouTube. Hey, what's going on, Bully Danny? Um, which song would you say that was? It was uh, Perseverance. Perseverance. It wasn't mixed very well. Okay. It was an okay song. I didn't like it that much, but, you know, why sit on it? I put it out, and it did a bunch of numbers on YouTube. And that's one thing, too, I think as artists we got to realize, not everybody's listening for the mistakes, and sometimes your mistakes add to a song or you didn't realize they sound better than they were. They just weren't what you were thinking, that the average listener is not going to yeah. be picking your song apart Most people aren't audio engineers. No. They're Most just there to listen. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, moving into the present here, you kind of said that your current studio is what you bought initially, but um, the mic you're still using, uh, what is the DAW you're currently mixing on? I use Pro Tools, and I've used Pro Tools since I started because it was the most readily available thing to find tutorials for when I was teaching myself. Okay, okay. It's expensive, um, but it's what I know, and it's what I'll probably stick with. Yeah, and that's, I mean, they're all kind of the same. Like, Pro Tools, FL, Logic, yeah. whatever you use. It's There's things that are better, but really, it's it does the same job. Yeah. Um, soundproofing still the same? Yeah, I still have all the same acoustic panels I built. I have some, some of the foam, too, that I have. Uh, I think I took... So I used, like I said, I used half the booth to like kind of surround my mic as like a deflection wall. Mm -hmm. I think I took another one of the walls from the booth and just screwed it to the actual wall in my apartment because it's like a piece of soundboard with foam on it. Okay. So it's like another panel almost. And then how do you have uh, the booth kind of set up? Are you sitting? Are you standing now? Uh, I just put my mic by my desk. Right by the desk. Yeah. And I just sit and record. And so like I'm facing at the L of the booth. When I record, just for like soundproofing purposes, but yeah, I mean I have panels up on the wall in front of me and panels behind me and like on the surrounding walls, so okay, it's pretty soundproofed. All right. Do you have a color theme at all for it, or is yeah, it kind of a mix of? I mean, all my panels are black, but the foam I got is purple and black. Okay, okay. I think I've seen that in your TikToks. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm no, sure like you mentioned. have. Yep. I got a big purple curtain too that covers my patio door. Nice, nice. Uh, so obviously there's only so much time in the day and music takes a big chunk of that, but do you have any passions or hobbies outside of music? Um, I watch Netflix when I eat. Yeah. I do YouTube when I eat, but yeah, I, I do, uh, I like video games, but I've made myself not play them very much because I, like I said, I'm obsessive. So like mm -hmm. if I start a game I like, like I just actually bought Baldur's Gate 3 like oh, yeah. a month or so ago. I put a hundred hours into it in two shit. weeks. Damn. Yeah, that was more than I worked. Jeez. I didn't do any music shit that two weeks. <laughs> Got home, 
played Baldur's Gate for like eight to ten hours, went to sleep and went back to work. So that's why I personally have to limit myself from playing games. But uh, aside from that, uh, every once in a while I do paranormal investigation with a group of homies too, which really? is kind of cool. Okay, we gotta dive into that a little bit. What? Where are you going? What do you? You got like the the voice box or? Yeah. yeah so we got we got the. Uh, I don't got your counter. Whatever the ghost thing. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Electro... EGK? EKG? Something like that. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. so I mean, I don't have any of that stuff, but the homies in the group, they got all that stuff, man. They got the, the meters, they got the spirit box, they got the, like, motion detector lights, like all sorts of shit, yeah. Are you a believer? Or are you going out I, there and just being like, hey, it is what it is, I'll see if I see a ghost? I do believe, because I've seen some shit when I was younger and like even in my teenage years that I definitely think were paranormal but so far on like investigations I haven't really seen much evidence okay where have you gone I guess I'm curious uh we've been to quite a few places that are supposedly haunted around the state we're gonna start doing more like well-known locations this next year where we're actually gonna like pay to get into these more famous places okay but uh, a lot of the stuff we did last year was kind of just like bridges and parks and like uh, the one place that we legitimately did catch something was at uh, Wakely House, it's called. Wakely. So it's like this old, uh, like, I don't even know what, it's like an old town from like the 1800s that they still have like a couple buildings standing from and they do like tours of it and... So yeah, like actually, uh, one of the homies got scratched on his neck there. Really? And, like there was a visible, like bumped out scratch you could see after it happened. That's kind of nuts. Yeah. I, that would freak me out. Just even if I didn't see a ghost and I didn't get like scratched by a branch or something, and just there's a scratch on my neck that appeared, that'd be fucking yeah. It's a hair on my neck standing up. Yeah, that was that was probably the most concrete evidence we've seen so far that I've been a part of the group. But they've seen some other stuff too before I joined. Yeah. Um, I think the only haunted place I've ever, like, haunted place that we went to was there's some bridge in Point. Um, I think they've been there. There's supposed to be some spirit that'll haunt, uh, like, the water, down by the water or something. So we checked it out, and we're all a bunch of chicken shit high schoolers just going yeah. to check out a haunted place. But I think that's the extent of my ghost hunting. That's pretty interesting. I've never met somebody who's been out, like, I've, I've watched Ghost Adventures yeah. countless times and shit like that, but never actually gone out. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, you're just new environment it's kind of spooky dark it's a, yeah i'm sure there's a bit of a rush to it too with uh, yeah for adrenaline. sure you're like oh what was that um that's pretty that's pretty interesting yeah it's it's a good time it's, how many spots have you been to i guess would you say you've gone to uh personally i think i've probably done like 15 20 with them now okay so yeah you got a chunk under, under yeah we were going there. out like maybe every other weekend or so last year obviously like it dies down during the winter because we're mostly doing like these public places where most people don't want to go outside and be cold all night. Right, for a ghost. Uh, yeah. like, how are you going to feel the chills if you're cold yeah, the whole time? exactly. All right, so uh, what does the average day in the life of Dustin Warbury look like? Oh, man. Most of the time, uh, so I work third shift, so I don't wake up till probably 4 or 5 p.m. I got to be to work at 6 p.m. Then I have no end time, so we got to work till the work till is done. done. Damn. Which, I mean, in the winter, it's usually pretty short. We've been working like eight, maybe nine-hour days. In the summer, it sometimes pushes 16. 
gets pretty busy That's in the summer. Day. But yeah, so I, I go to work, I come home, usually I'll make dinner and watch something on the TV while I'm eating, and then when I'm done, it's, you know, recording or mixing or making cover art, making lyric videos, writing, making reels, whatever it happens to be that day, whatever I'm in the mood for. Yeah, do you make your reels one a day in, or do you bulk them? I should bulk them, but I usually make them after work when I'm way too exhausted to want to do it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so you are back-to-back WA Artist of the Year winner. Uh, tell us why do you think you've taken the crown two years in a row, and what are you doing this year to try and secure that hat trick? Uh, I think mostly it's just the consistency, man. Like like you said, I put out a song a week for 14 months. Even before that, before I started the solid run, I was trying to do like a song a week for a while before that too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I put out a lot of music. Last year, I th- I had to have made like 300 reels. I was doing them almost every day. And then uh, just out playing shows too consistently. Like I, said, I did almost 40 shows last year, I think, if not more than 40. I should keep track, but I don't because I'm just bad at that. Yeah, once it's done, it's done. Yeah. yeah. Why keep track? <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, I got to go through all that shit for taxes and count it all Fair back enough. up and yeah. figure miles. And I, I'm trying to keep receipts this year <laughs> for tax write-offs because <laughs> I didn't do that at all in the last two years. Uh, real quick, shameless plug. Uh, you got this year's award chain right on there there the big boy the big boy that thing is huge i mean i i got it in the mail and i was like oh my god yeah it's like the size of your head <laughs> yeah, pretty dude. much it's uh, huge so yeah i mean we'll 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 have to do i think something a little bit smaller but i think you continue to do what you're doing the consistency i think is key people see you all the time putting out music working for it i definitely think that plays a huge part into why people recognize yeah. you as being one of the best in the state here well i'm getting out of the area too like I went on two tours last year, and even before that, the year before, I was still playing out of state. Like, I think I did Minnesota. It's probably just Minnesota the first year, but yeah, last year I was in like four different states. This year I'm set to be in at least five. So getting out of your area, making new fans, networking with new people really helps to grow the fan base. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, glad to see you're getting out there because you've done a lot of shows around the state, 40 just in the one year. Yeah. I mean, at some point you exhaust those. you got to venture out a little bit. So uh, excited to see where those those shows take you. But we're moving on to your current music here that you've released within the last couple of months. So November 23rd, 2023, you released Myth. Is there anything you want the listener to know while listening to this track? Um, I just, you know, I kind of wrote it based on the beat. The beat gave me like a... A Greek mythology feel and I probably could have went harder on like actually making Greek mythology bars but instead I just went with the fact that I want to leave behind a, a myth or you know like a, a legacy yeah and kind of played into uh, a little bit of the the Greek gods no was that a little kind of bit a little yeah bit of the theme? I did say a little bit about like Olympus and there wasn't that. Yeah. I, yeah. Not not crazy, but I yeah. could have gone way harder on... Because, like, when I was a little kid, I used to love Greek mythology. I was super into it. So I could have definitely went harder with, like, referencing all the gods and, like, making all that, but... Next time. Next time, <laughs> yeah. All right, so December 7th, 2023, you released Reason featuring Ace Wild, Dubsack, and Prism. Banger. A lot of great artists from the state on this track. So how did this collaboration come together? It was funny, man. Dub just hit me up. 
and he's like, hey, I got this song, this beat with a hook on it that I just want to give to somebody. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, fuck I'm somebody. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, why not, dude? And uh, so I got it. I sat down. I think I wrote my verse in like 20 minutes because it was like only like an eight. They're short verses. And uh, I sent it to Ace, obviously, because that's the homie. Because I think, I think Dub suggested that, too, was uh, me and Ace be on it. And where he had the hook, I didn't feel like... Because he had the hook starting out the song and at, like, one other point in the song. But it made, like, the verse lengths wonky. And I didn't think it was, like, really fit there. So I actually moved his hook, which made it into three verses. And I was like, well, who do I hit up for the third verse? And I was like, man, me and Prism been trying to do a song together forever. So I sent it off to Prism, and I told him he had till the end of the week to get it done. Which under the gun, if you if you get a feature from Prism, give that guy a deadline. <laughs> Ma- makes him get it done. I mean, that's that's good for a lot of people too. But yeah, I yeah, understand de- that deadlines for sure. help. Um, even if it's like, hey, you need it by the end of the week, but the song's not coming out till next month. So life happens. We get it. But yeah, you, you sometimes got to put that on there versus, Hey, do you want to hop on a song? Sure. I'll throw it in the back of the pile. We'll get yeah. to it. I think I was just excited to release it too. Cause like, I mean, Dubset killed that hook. Oh yeah. Ace did a super good job on his fucking verse too. And like, I was just like, man, this is, this is a banger, like certified banger. I'm stoked to put this thing out. So that's why I told Prism, I was like, I want to release this like the beginning of next month. So I'm going to need your verse by the end of the week. Have you done it live yet? No. Uh, there was one show recently, I don't remember which one it was, where me, Ace, and Prism were there. And I didn't even like think about the fact that we could have done it without Dubsack. Otherwise, I probably would have had us do it. But uh, yeah, one of these days when we're all in the same spot, we'll definitely have to have to perform yeah. that. I'd love to see that one live. Now, speaking of uh, artists you might not have there for the live performance... Um, you have a lot of features from Chris Calico here. So yeah. in your music on like December 14th's release 2023, one and only. So talk a little bit about having him on your tracks because he is on quite a few of them. And uh, is there something about a style that you enjoy having in your songs? or? Uh, so those actually came through Wishmaster also. Like him and Chris, uh, they've done, I think, three packs together now. Wow. Yeah. How many uh, songs per pack would you say roughly? So I think the first, the first one was like 10... Then the second one was 12... No, the second one was 14, I think. Okay. Because we the second one was what we used for 48 hours. Oh, so we okay. took 12 of the 14 and just split them up 6 and 6. And then uh, I made it a double EP. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I've always loved Chris. He was like Tech's right-hand man for 20 years before he went off and started his own thing. Mm. Kind of disappointed he's like getting super into country lately, but... I mean, do what makes you money, I guess, homie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he can rap like a motherfucker. He can sing like an angel. Like, he's an all-around super versatile artist. And just the strange music ties, too. Like, that was my thing. That's what I came up listening to. And so it was it was cool, you know, to be able to have him on some songs. Yeah. Um, I guess, what is your favorite song that you've had with a Chris Calico feature? I know I talked about one and only here dropping on December, but I mean, any of them that you've done, do you have like a favorite verse from him? It's probably something off 48 hours, honestly, or maybe one of these upcoming ones. So we got a few more that we're dropping as singles in the coming year here. But honestly, like, 
I think one of my favorite songs off of 48 Hours is uh, They're Evil. Okay. With Cookies and Cream, too. Mm -hmm. Like, that whole song. The way we all did the back and forths, and, like, the Chris verse was super good, too. I just, that song was really good. But I, everything on 48 Hours, I think, is, like, turned out really well. Like, it's hard for me to pick a favorite off of that. He's just all-around well, well-rounded artist. Yeah. Know, pretty much puts out gold. Because, like, some of those, like, softer singing tracks, too, like the one with 50 on it, too, uh, Issue? No, Break. Yeah, it's called Break. That song, like, the hook is just so good. Like, that dude can sing his ass off. Oh, yeah. All right, so we are in a new era of War Bear music. We've talked about it a little bit, but you're shifting from weekly singles on Fridays to projects here. So you release 48 Hours Day 1 on December 31st, 2023 with Ace Wild and Chris Calico. And that includes tracks like Go to War, They're Evil, Don't Think, Set You Free, Menace, and All My Life. Did you have an EP when, uh, or did you have a concept for this EP as you were putting it together? Yeah, so it's called 48 Hours because both of the EPs, Day 1 and Day 2, were all, all 12 songs. Ace and I got together, we wrote, recorded, mixed, and mastered all 12 tracks in under 48 hours. Was it like a weekend thing? Uh, it turned into way longer than it was supposed to be. The whole idea for the 48 hours was get it done super quick and put it out and it ended up taking us like it's probably almost a year after i bought the pack till we actually put it out but the actual we clocked our time while we were working so i think we wrote all of it the first weekend we got together or at least like 90 percent and then i think it took like another weekend or two of sessions of recording because, I mean, at a certain point, you get burnt out, and we're just like, yeah, that's it for today, you know? Mm -hmm. we we gotta we got to take a break. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so, like, the idea initially was just get it done super quick, which didn't happen, but it was all done in under 48 hours. Okay, so it wasn't 48 hours, start the clock, then 48 hours later, that was it. It was no. time clocked in. So yeah. when you do uh, clocked in, is that writing, recording, mixing, and finalizing the track or is that yeah. this is the finalizing stuff kind of outside that it was just the recording and mixing there with it no it, it was it was everything from start to finish pretty much the only thing i don't think i counted was like i'm working on making lyric videos for them right now because right. i never actually put them on my youtube they're only on like the topic channel youtube that okay. happens through up, upload and distro kid gotcha but yeah as far as i think i even counted like making the cover art in the 48 hour time okay so you were you were dedicated to that timestamp. yeah uh so do you have a favorite track from the cp here i know it just dropped but oh, it's just hard to pick man it depends what mood i'm in you if know? you were to point a listener to one of the tracks to check out after this podcast which one would you say go stream this one first Probably check out their evil. Their evil. I think. I mean, that was the top streamed one off the first half of the EPs, and I mean, Cookies and Cream did a super good job. It's entertaining the way me and Ace bounce back and forth, and they bounce back and forth. So I think that'd be a good one. Otherwise, if you like softer music more than rap, if you're a country fan, check out. Uh, was the third one called don't think mm -hmm. that's the closest we've gotten to country music 
has a little bit of no, they're country twang in it. It's affecting everyone. <laughs> we actually talked about when we recorded it, like, should we should we sign with country accents, <laughs> or should we should it. we just do it normal? And we're like, yeah, we're just we're just gonna do it normal. <laughs> All right. So you released your first single of 2024 on January 18th with David Lopez, titled yes, "Done sir. Did It." So how did this collaboration come together with David? And is there anything you want to add about this track? Man, me and David have been talking about doing a song together probably since I met him, like, two years ago now. And uh, we had just, I think I seen him at a Passion Park recently before I sent him the track. And we, you know, we were talking again, like, oh, man, we really need to get a song in together. And I, I had that song because uh, it came, came with the hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote two verses to it. There was three verses on it. And I was like, you know what? I could write a third verse to this. But uh, I was just looking through my stuff and I was like, what can I send David? And I was like, honestly, I think he would be a super good fit for this song. So I sent it to him. He got it back to me. And uh, yeah, just it was around the time right before the year started where I was done with my singles. And so I just decided to release it as the single in between the EPs for the next month. Now, David is a huge player in the scene, especially yeah. down in Milwaukee. Have you done one of his Passion Park shows? Uh, I've done three or four. Three of them. Okay, so yeah, yeah. You're, you're in that mix. How are those shows? You, you, it's a tight it's a tight room. So They're good. Like, I mean, it's fun. There's usually really cool people there, super supportive. Like, it's it's intimate for sure, mm-hmm. but, like, it's a cool spot, and uh, I like those shows. I think they're, they're a good time. Yeah. Normally, it's good networking opportunity, too. People are, like, super open to, like, meeting and connecting with people at those which is a vibe i think david inspires and he does a super good job at it yeah especially his q a beforehand people yeah. got any questions it's a great learning environment for it all so the second day of 48 hours dropped on january 31st of this year with ace chris again uh these tracks include can't slow down who do you believe in break fed up coldest in the room and touch the sky can you talk more about the differences on this part of the project um, from day one and day two, is there any variation between them? Um, they're both, both EPs are kind of a good mix of different styles. We just kind of like, when we were going through the track list, we kind of tried to split them up so that it was like a good mix of songs. I think this one has a little, I think this one has three softer songs where the first one only had two but I think that's compensated by Can't Slow Down because that song just goes like way too hard. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, we got all the tracks at the same time. We wrote them all, recorded them all at the same time, and we just kind of split them into, into a good mix for both of the EPs. Okay, so like two different servings of the same meal, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite on this day two track uh, playlist? Um, or EP, I'm sorry. Probably Break. Break. I think that song came together super well it's got one of like my favorite lines i wrote in the whole project in it and i mean it's got 50 cal on it that's the homie 50 cal goes crazy that's for sure all right so then your most recent release february 16th of this year just friday this friday actually with jumping featuring ace wild and merkley's um it has been doing fairly well in just these first few days you were saying it's one of your best uh performing songs uh, you just reached, I had 10 here, but you had 15,000. Yeah. Um, so can I talk a little bit about this track and this feature with Merkley's? Uh, what, do you, what do you got with this one? Because this was kind of crazy. I was not expecting this feature. Yeah, so I actually got that through Wishmaster also. Okay. Surprise, surprise. What a hookup. Yeah, dude, that's, I mean, he's super cool. And he actually, like, 
you know, he'll go out of his way to, like, come and comment on the reels for stuff sometimes and, like, actually be a super supportive dude. So, like, oh, cool. Wish is super cool. He works with a lot of the people I really like. Like, he made the beat for Roll Call, the fucking Tech 9 collabo song really? that just dropped. Okay. He did nine tracks off Tech's last album, I'm pretty sure. So, like, yeah, due to someone I'm definitely thankful to be connected with. And, uh... I know Mercules is, like, Ace's favorite rapper, so, like, I obviously had to get Ace on there, because that's the whole me, and that's, like, one of his, his biggest idols when it comes to rap. And, yeah, dude, we just, just got it done. I know, uh, I was listening to your discography a little bit before I came over, and I was listening to that one, obviously, and I could just, I know Ace, like, I know his music, and I could just tell, I don't want to say, like, tryharding, but I was like, this is some top-tier Ace right now. Oh, he yeah, he murdered best. It. Yes. Absolutely. That is, like, one of the best Ace verses. Yeah. Yeah, U2 and Mercury's, it was a great song all around. I definitely recommend everybody check it out. It'll be on our playlist on Tuesday and our Monday post as well, but, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I know Mercury's a little bit. I've, I've been paying attention to some of his stuff. Reels will pop up and whatnot. So yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, I know that one. Like that's, that's a good fucking artist. Like yeah. crazy to see that you got a song with him now with it too. Yeah. And I, in my verse, I gave a shout out to Straw and Otis because, uh, on tour at some point, Straw had made a joke to me, like, how many shout-outs have you given me in a song? Because I think we were talking about how ISO, like, talks about him in a couple songs. <laughs> so I wrote that shit, like, right after we got back. And I was like, oh, yeah, Stra, I'll show you, dude. <laughs> uh, so do you think you found your sound, or are you still kind of developing it? Uh, I'd, I'd say I'm still developing, man. I like to play around. Like, a lot of this uh, solo stuff I've been working on for, like, upcoming EPs is a lot more, like, singing-driven almost. Like, there's rapping, too, with... but yeah, it's, like, more melodic, for sure. I've been trying to, like, focus less on, like, bars and just, like, write stuff that's relatable. Okay, okay. I definitely think that's, uh, you got bars, like, no saying you don't, but I think the connecting, it can definitely help with yeah. bringing that to more people and going back to even your old stuff and being impressed with the lyricism you got there, you'll pull in a wide crowd with it, so I think that's good. Uh, definitely... The sound thing, I definitely think uh, you got to keep developing that. Even if you think you got the best sound ever, and like that's your hit. I mean, still continuing to search around, things change. Yeah. You got you got to kind of be versatile and on your toes with stuff. Uh, so good to hear that you're still still working on it all. Oh, I'm still learning for sure. So if you don't have a Chris beat, you don't have a, a Wish beat. How do you find your instrumentals? Um, a lot of times. So like, when I first started rapping, I was looking up beats on YouTube, right? Which then leads Facebook and Instagram to throw me all these ads for beat packs. Yeah. So I bought like a few beat packs in the beginning, and I had like 400 beats that I had like unlimited rights to. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of them, like the past releases, I've just been working through those packs and just picking out the ones I like and making songs to them. And uh, recently I bought a couple more packs. From, like, producers I actually know and like. So it's not just a random ad on Facebook or whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, I prefer to buy beats in packs, to be honest. Because it gives you, like, number one, they're usually way discounted from what a normal lease would be. And it gives you just more to work with. Because, like, I've noticed, too, when I go back through beats, like, there'll be beats I didn't like at all when I listened to it before that I'll, like, catch a vibe on or, like, actually get an idea for. 
You got a catalog of 400 you can sift through. So, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. Like, if you were to say, like, percentage-wise of the amount of beats you've bought through a pack to ones you use, what percentage is that, like, stuff you leave to the side versus what you actually pick? Um, Probably, like, I'll give it, like, a good, like, 30%, 30%. of stuff that I actually use. Which, I mean, at that point, still, it's way cheaper than going out and Definitely. buying leases for every individual track. But, I mean, I have songs, too, where, like, like New Coop and uh, some of the some of the stuff I have coming up and probably some of the stuff I've released, too, where I've just been scrolling through BeatStars. I'll put something in the search, like, guitar beat or this or that or the other thing, you know, and I'll just, just go through them and one will one'll hit and I'll just buy a lease for just that one beat. Some of the beats, too, that I've gotten have come from producers that have sent me shit on Instagram. Yeah, and that's, I mean, social networking is a great way to find a lot of those, too. I mean, especially if social media is pushing them to you, like, hey, have we checked out this one? Have yeah. we checked out that one? Um, so you've worked with a lot of artists on collaborating, feature artists is kind of where I'm going with it. So who is your favorite artist or some of your favorite artists that you've worked with? Oh, dude, everyone but that Ace Wild guy, dude. No. You mean Ace Mild? No. Ace, Ace Mild Salsa, dude. No, dude, obviously Ace. It takes my number one spot. Like, not only is he, like, on the same, like, wavelength of artistry that I am with, like, the music we listen to, the music we like to make, he's just, like, one of my best friends, man. We, we, we click super well. We get along super well. Obviously, you know, we went on tour together there was never a moment where like we clashed at all and we spent like seven days together so like that's rare to find yeah that chemistry is huge i'm sure with a lot of that um if you had to pick a second who's your who else because you your you and a's have like an album's worth of music two albums yeah so i mean obviously Ace. if you said anybody but i'd be really bullshit so if you had to pick a second one that you've enjoyed working with it's hard dude Cause like 50 cows the homie too like uh we got some music coming out soon that is super good i really like what he does cookies and cream we got a whole ep dropping next month like i get along with those dudes super well too fucking dub sack man that bucks is such a slapper <laughs> like that song just i ran into him at a show and to be honest i was like mad at him when we did that first show because he beat out ace for album of the year that one for the last <laughs> wias and i'd never met the dude before so i went no, in he ain't the, that good yeah <laughs> i went into the show with like this whole mentality of, like fuck that dude and i met him and i was like wow this guy's super fucking cool i can't even be mad at him and like his album was super good too like mm-hmm. he, he deserved it it like, was a tight year for album yeah. and yeah it was like same, like Fresh Start. I really enjoyed that project. Yeah. I listened to Dub Sex, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, then there were some other ones on there. I'm like, how do you pick? Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy to, to have. But yeah, no, Dub Sex definitely does some good work with But yeah, he's become like super good homie, too. And good, like, good. We, might, we might get a project out here one of these days. He's pretty busy, too. He's uh, putting out a lot of music, too. So yeah. yeah, I feel like you guys' uh, work mentality definitely would work well with that all. Yeah, we've been talking about doing a project. We just got to get together and actually lock in on some stuff one of these days. But, yeah, cover art's made already, so it'll happen one of these oh, days. Oh, good, good. Uh, so, do you have any advice you wish you could share with yourself when you first started your music career? Oh, probably a lot of things, dude. Okay, we got a, a few of them. We got time. Just, like not being such a perfectionist 
because I was like a super perfectionist when I started. I wanted everything, you know, to be perfect, and obviously it was far from it because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like I'm still learning more every day about mixing and mastering and all like the processes to making shit, but just like yeah, not not being so hard on yourself about stuff. Like you're gonna suck when you start, and you just have to accept that and keep working, and see the growth, and then just like networking more. That opens that opens a lot of doors. Yeah, I think that Russ kind of plagued a lot of people's minds of you can do it all yourself, because even he had a label at some point helping him. He had that industry, and then he and then he went independent. Like that yeah. networking is a huge part of the game. Yeah, well, he has like connects to like a bunch of people in the industry. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you it's not what you know. Sometimes it's who you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's real. Um, yeah, I think that's some good advice for sure, for sure. So, is there anything you want the listener to take away from your music? as they're listening or looking through your stuff um i just want to show people that like it's possible you know i want to make it to show people that anybody can do anything they set their mind to Mm. that's like the biggest focus i have is just like showing people you can achieve your dreams if you work hard enough for it that's why i work so hard man yeah it shows for sure i want it i think that's a good one to take away because yeah you you consistently show up you're always doing the work and if it pays off, I mean, some dude from Merrill, Wisconsin can make it. Anybody can make it. Exactly. Like it's, it's not about where you're from or what, what, who you know sometimes. It's what you do, too. Uh, it definitely, uh, it definitely, it shows in your music. It, yeah. You look at your releases and it's like, oh, he released this one. And then it's like this one. And then right there. And then that, it's like it's, you keep going down the ladder of every, every Friday was or even now once a, once a month even. Definitely, uh, definitely something that, the listeners should take away from your music. So we're going to look at your social medias a little bit here, starting with Facebook. Your bio reads, voted Wisconsin's Hip Hop Artist of the Year 2022. Yeah, I got to update Coming that. for that title again in 2023, Real Rap. Uh, when somebody follows you on Facebook, what can they expect from you over there? Uh, so contrary to some belief of you should post different things on all your socials, I just post the same shit on all my socials. So you're going to see a ton of reels, probably some show flyers, and maybe occasional other things, but probably mostly reels promoting music and show flyers. Okay. Um, Is there anything unique on Facebook that they might not get from another social? I wish I could say yes, but no. No, okay. So whatever your preferred platform is, he's got it all over on all of them. I po- I try to post reels like every day, and I just I post them on all the platforms on Facebook. I post them on my personal page, my artist page. Post them on Instagram. I post them on X, even though that site is ass. <laughs> I get like no traction on there. You gotta but, pay, bro. You gotta pay. Yeah. Well, I also <laughs> didn't. I didn't use like Twitter at all mm. when it was Twitter. I just started posting on there again like the last few months. So. I don't know what it is, but like even threads, Facebooks, or Meta. I never started that. It's the same thing. I see people post and no engagement, no comments, no yeah. likes, no nothing. It's like, I think that style of social media is kind of dead at this point. Um, Just read a book, dude. Yeah, right. Uh, so, what are your feelings on Facebook as an artist? Do you think it has any benefits or. Um, I like Facebook and Instagram the most, to be honest. I do 
pretty well on there. Like that reel I made for uh, Can't Slow Down, mm -hmm. the one with the Chinese food. Yeah. I did almost 13,000 plays on that. Wow. No, didn't pay for anything, just all, all organic. Just got in the uh, it, algorithm. Yeah, it hit the algorithm the right way, and that one went up. But then on Instagram, it only did like 500 or something, you know? So that's why I think you should post everything everywhere, because you never know which social media it's going to hit the right way. Yeah. Uh, so how do you use the social media to maybe grow your fan base or listener uh, account? Just, you know, putting out reels for, for the songs, putting, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably, once I catch up on the shit that's out, I'm probably going to go back through and start making reels to, like, older songs to re-push that because you know like you gain so many fans over time that a lot of people probably haven't seen like a lot of the older stuff you've done so I'm gonna probably make some stuff to re-push old music but uh, I also starting to get more back into doing like the duets of like mm. producers and like open verse challenges and stuff like that because that's a good way to grow fans like that uh that one reel I did for the Futuristic open verse mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, maybe. That's, like, my second highest liked video on Instagram right now. That went on to do, like, 7,000 plays and got, like, 200 likes. Wow. Yeah, yeah and I gained, good, I gained, like, 20 followers or something off that. Doesn't sound like much, but, I mean, off of one video, mm -hmm. that's pretty, yeah. pretty good. And that was something I wrote and recorded and put out in, like, a night because I was like, eh, what do I post today? I'm just going to do this. And I didn't expect it to yeah. do anything, really. Uh, if you could change one thing about Facebook, maybe make it better for what you're trying to do, what would you like to see done? I mean, it'd be cool to just get, like, organic traction without paying on platforms in general, dude. Right, yeah, I feel that one. Because, like, TikTok is super bad about that, too. Like, I post all my stuff on TikTok as well, and they have this thing, which I'm sure most artists have noticed, where, like, you hit 200, two to 300 views, and if it's like not doing something crazy algorithmically, then it just stops. Mm, they just quit showing it. Yep. I've had a couple videos do pretty decent, but it's like if you're not paying for it, you're probably not going to get seen. Yeah, it is kind of a sad thing. Across all social medias, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, anything, you got to pay to get any traction now. Versus back in the day, it was like you might throw something on there and somebody shows you... Or it shows you something that you might like, but you didn't know. That's the thing with, like, the algorithm. It's like, it shows you things you like, but how do I know what I don't like if I don't ever see it kind of thing? It's yeah. like, you're just kind of self-feeding that loop that you never get out outward uh, traction with some stuff. I feel like Facebook and Instagram, because they're both owned by Meta, obviously, have mm -hmm. gotten bad at, like, all the suggested posts of, like, people you're not even following. Like, I feel like I see more posts for, like you might like this than people I actually follow and For want real, to see their though. content. Yeah. Uh, so moving to Instagram here then. Uh, your first post on Instagram was September 24th, 2022. It's a reel of you performing in front of the mic to your track What Up with uh, Cookies and Cream and Stevie Stone. Was this your first ever um, post to this page or have you... No, I went back and archived like most of my shit after the summit okay. that we went to because like people were saying mm -hmm. like... I don't remember what it was that like you shouldn't have more posts than likes you get per post on average or something like that interesting so i went back and archived like everything before that just to like try it out and i don't, I don't think it made a difference no no yeah 
Uh, so we're going to talk about that Future Artist Summit here. Uh, back in 2022, you went with Ace Wild. You made a few reels and posts about it. Can you tell us about that experience a bit? Where was it? Uh, who did you meet? What did you learn? And uh, where, where was it hosted? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, in Orlando, Florida. Ooh, nice city. Yeah, we drove all the way there, 24 hours. Damn. It was uh, it was an experience for sure because uh, Ace was sick on the way down and I was sick on the way back. Oh, yeah. good, good during it though? So like you just missed uh, it? or Yeah, like he, he got a little bit better and I didn't really get sick sick till the day we left. But uh, yeah, so it was hosted, hosted by Caskey and his producer Anonymous. They're both from Florida. They live there. And uh, they had a bunch of guest speakers. And it, it was a cool event. I mean, honestly, I think it was a little overpriced personally for what we got. But like, it was cool. We had a good time. And... Uh, made a lot of connections like met a lot of artists from all across the country and there was even like some people from like london there really yeah Yeah. so i actually uh i made a song with a dude i met there case the gemini so and we have uh we're working on another song and i've been meaning to like collab with a lot more of these people i've just been so busy but yeah so like that was a good networking event because i mean I think Case was from like somewhere on the east coast but I think he lives in Florida now as well and then I met people from like Carolina and California and like pretty much every corner of the state pretty good networking opportunity yeah yeah it was really dope in that aspect and some of the guest speakers were really cool too like there was this dude Lucas Mack that does like breath work and he's worked with like MGK and Jake Paul and like all these huge celebrities. Two artists for sure. (laughs) I think he's from New Zealand too, which is crazy. But yeah, so like he did like a whole seminar on like the breathwork stuff, and there was like um, a therapist or something that specifically works in the music industry there too. Like I guess what did she or they have to say? (sighs) I don't remember. Was it like something like I guess was it like being therapeutic through the music release of like being able to do music or like I'm i think it was more like in. the mindset okay yeah okay and like the struggles of being a musician but i have a really bad memory too no, that, fair enough <laughs> uh so you've been on a handful of tours now uh specifically the totally rad 90s party tour with otis julius and dj strawstone how was this experience it was cool man that was that was my first tour as a rapper and like it was dope to be able to go out into the world, like into other states, meet new people, make new fans, play new places. I'm eternally grateful to Straw Notice for all the shit they've done for me, which is another testament to networking because I met Straw at an ISO show that I went mm. to just as a spectator to go seeking ISO. Mm. And that's where I met Straw. And then he put me on my first show, which was in Minnesota opening for Tabo. And, like, since then, I mean, we're about to go do four wins in July. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't think so. Yeah, so we're about to go do a festival in Omaha in July, which, I mean, Doobie, ISO, Joey Cool is going to be there, King Moses is going to be there. Like, huge names. It's going to be stacked. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's going to be crazy. And you're going to be performing on that? Yeah. So we're we're doing uh, day two. It's the Saturday. Otis is going to be there too, of course, That the man. So yeah, we're doing the day that Doobie's headlining, which is dope for me because I fucking love Doobie. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great opportunity. 
Um, on May 13th, 2023, you opened up for King Iso at the Annex. Uh, this was a show that I had attended, and it was great. I honestly did enjoy a lot of it. Yeah. Um, it was my girlfriend, Lex. She didn't know Iso, and she's like, eh, whatever. Like, we'll go and support Warbear and all them there. But then after that show, she's like, I love King Iso. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I've heard her playing songs from his project, and just she fell in love with his music. So He's um, so good. He did a great job. You did a great job on there. So tell us a little bit about this show and performing in front of uh, him headlining there. Yeah, that show was awesome, man. Iso's my favorite rapper, so to, like, being able to open for him was, like, a big milestone moment for me. And, I mean, Tabo was on that show, too, and I love Tabo. We got a song together. And uh, the cool thing about that show was most of these artists, dude, they're going to spend their time in the green room or, like, backstage or wherever else, doing their own thing, hanging out, waiting until it's their time to play. I saw on table were in the back watching the whole show. Like, from the side, being they, able to see the They stage? watched everybody perform. Damn. They came and gave us props afterward. Like, to be able to hear your favorite rapper tell you that you killed your set, that's, like, that's a boost, like, that made me feel really good about myself, which is something that I don't most of the time. I'm very skeptical on myself. I know I'm not the best rapper. Sometimes I think I suck. But in that moment, I was like, I am a king. <laughs> That's awesome. I can only imagine, yeah, having one of your favorites. I mean, you got the fucking tattoo of the label he's on tatted on you. Like, yeah. That, that could only be... It's all downhill from there. <laughs> um, but then, uh, I mean, on August 4th, 2023 here, you opened up for Kasky in Minnesota, so tell us a little bit about that show. I know you mentioned Yeah, that. dude, that show was dope, too. It uh, it ended up getting moved to earlier than it was supposed to be, mm. so the crowd was not really there for us like we were hoping, but, like, it was still a dope show. Like that that's kinda like what I was talking about. Like Kasky was upstairs the whole show mm. until it was his time to play. Which is kinda lame. But I mean, you know, being able to see him again, like we've hung out with Kasky a few times now at shows at the summit and like he's a super cool dude. So I mean that's that's no hate. I get it, dude. When you're at that level where you need to just like focus and take your time, you're on tour, I get it. I'm mm. I'm not knocking that at all. But uh Tasty and Anonymous were at, like, merch tables selling shit, like, you know, in the kitchen and it's Tasty. Everybody knows that tag mm-hmm. if you listen to Kasky. And he actually came up, like, side stage and watched us perform and was, like, he gave us, like, a bunch of props after the set, too. And, like, that was cool to be able to have awesome. him rocking with us like that. Yeah. Uh, so then, towards the end of 2023, you went on another tour with Otis Julius and DJ Strawstone for the Pizza Party Tour. Uh, multiple shows over multiple states. Give us a rundown of these shows. Man, that was that tour was awesome. Because first things first, we got to just ride in the RV. We didn't have to drive at all. That's nice. Straw and Otis drove the RV the whole time, and we just chilled. But uh, So they were the bus driver? Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So me and Ace just like pretty much sat on the couch and like at the table and just like hung out, dude. Did our, did our social media shit, and yeah. Yeah. That was nice. So but, uh, how many shows was it? What states were you going through? Uh, so we did five on that one. So we started in Madison. Then we went to Des Moines. Then Iowa City. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And then Sioux City, Iowa. So we did three dates in Iowa, one in South Dakota, one in Wisconsin. The Wisconsin one was the one that uh, had head PE on it, too. Okay. 
So that was like a cool kind of different show, different crowd. But uh, yeah, I think Iowa City was probably my favorite because I got to see people that like I met on the first tour because I we did we did Iowa City and Des Moines on the first tour as well on the '90s tour. So like I had fans come back again to see me again. I got to see like a bunch of the homies that were artists that performed at on both tours as locals on these shows. And yeah, it was it was just coo super cool. It felt like, you know, like a building moment like and now we actually got booked in Des Moines again to go play a show out in June. Oh nice. From like meeting people and doing this tour. That's awesome. Connections, yeah. yeah. Um How was the pizza party like was it you bought a ticket, you got a slice, or yeah. how'd that work? I'm kind of curious. Yeah, so for every pre-sale, you got a slice of pizza, and pretty much there was always leftovers, so you got more <laughs> than one slice of pizza. But yeah, Otis usually tries to find like a local pizza place to order a pizza from. Oh, that's cool. And then hands it out to the crowd before the show, so everybody can get all pizzaed up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ace in the chat here says, five best days of my life, so I can only imagine... What all happened uh, for real, that tour? Uh, uh, saw some pictures. You were like in some. Was it? Did you visit like a pizzeria? Yeah, or something? I was gonna like say we got something? to go to an actual like sauce making factory. Really? Oh, that produces like pizza sauce among with like a bunch of other kinds of sauces and stuff. And the dude gave us like a whole tour. Gave us like free. I have it at home. I have a jar of pizza sauce that says like the little like date code thing says pizza party. Otis Julius pizza party. Oh, tour that's cool. On it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was like, that was a rock star moment, man, where I was like, wow, I feel like I'm famous or something. <laughs> I'm getting getting a free tour. He made us a bunch of pizza, too. Like, just, yeah, that yeah, was super it was, cool. It was a neat idea. I'd never, never heard anything or seen anything like it, so it was a nice out-of-the-box uh, out idea there. Um, so looking at your YouTube here a little bit, uh, you have your YouTube channel, which has about 372 videos uploaded to it. Mostly are lyric videos or AMV videos. I'm imagining AMV means animated music video. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious, when is your official music video going to be shot and having <sighs> you in the shot? When I get a camera and learn how to edit videos. Yeah, you want to wait until you, you can do it yourself there? I just can't afford to Fair hire enough. anyone, yeah. dude. Like, I mean, I, we have a music video for Deuces that me and Aaron made. But it was pretty much, you know, like his camera. I filmed him, he filmed me, and then he edited it. Yeah. Uh, and then enough. I have a couple of the street leaks with Garky. But yeah, as far as like an actual high production music video goes, who knows? Who knows? Hopefully soon. When someone offers to do it for free, <laughs> or I learn to do it myself. So looking at TikTok here then, uh, looking at your profile, you have some traction on your videos here. Um, how do you utilize this account to build your fan base or engage with your current fans? Uh, just like the same way as most social medias, I post my, my music reels there. And, you know, occasionally, like, I mean, sometimes I will, like, if something I see does well, on like another social media or even on TikTok itself, I'll put a little bit of money behind it. And like, I had success with that for the 48 hours projects where then I, like, I would have people commenting like, hey, where can I listen to this? Like, what's this song called? And I would send them to streaming platforms from there. Okay. So like, it's, it's pretty much what you do, but you gotta be careful. 
Because if you say in the description of the video to go to streaming platforms, TikTok will shadow ban it. Really? Yeah, you can't. That's shady, literally. You got to be careful not to push leaving the platform you're on. <laughs> it's so funny. Because up. the AI will read that and it will throttle your reach. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've heard about it. Like, they don't want you to leave their platform, but just to even say it, they're just going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. You're not getting anything on this now. That's kind of wild. Yeah, so yep. good, good tip there. Good tip there. Um, I guess my next uh, question here on TikTok is if you could change something about TikTok, what would you like to see done? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Go back to posts and pictures. Oh, all the stupid trends and like all the dumb shit just gets so much traction. Like, have you seen the root beer guy? <laughs> no. It's literally a dude that just lets cans of A&W roll off a counter and goes, root beer, no, and oh gets millions of views. I'm over here busting my ass, making these reels, spending an hour editing them, to get cut off at that two, three hundred view range because TikTok can't seem to figure out where to show my videos. Damn. Like, I just... That's something. I wish there, there was a separate platform for just, like, music stuff, almost, and, like, the stupid shit because the stupid shit just gets way more traction and it, it's upsetting. Yeah, yeah. I think there's been some attempts at, like, having a music-focused platform but I think the problem comes is, like, everybody's on the everything platform. Yeah. Everything's uploaded. And then just the music one is, like, usually artists well, and maybe a handful of fans. But That's what they say, too, is that, like, n nobody wants to be sold to. Right. So when you just push your music, it's almost like you're trying to sell to people. So yeah. yeah. That's one thing Nick D talks about is you have to focus on being an entertainer first. They're on the app to be entertained, not to be sold to. So you have to make, like, that content engaging. So that's, like, why every once in a while I'll do, like, the skits. Because mm. Connor Price does that shit all the time, and he does so well. And it, like, it helps with keeping the engagement. Like, Ace is good at that shit, too. Like, with some of the reels he's made recently of, like, actually catching your interest before it pushes the music. Yeah, the skits, I think, do help, but it's, it's a lot of work to think and yeah. edit and planning to get the props all that so yeah it's like it works but like it's a lot of effort to yeah do. i probably spend two three hours like filming and editing those <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we're, we're failing <laughs> as a species <laughs> um but if you had to pick one social media that you wanted somebody listening to this interview to go check out that you engage with most or you feel is like the best one which which social media tiktok youtube facebook or instagram I like Instagram. 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 I didn't have an Instagram till I became a rapper. So I feel like that's really like my music platform. Like my Facebook. Obviously I have my artist page. But my personal page still does way better than my artist page for some reason. But like most of the people on my personal page are people I met when I was in bands and shit. So I don't, they're not really, like, into rap like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I do the best on Instagram, personally, because it's all people I've made fans of in the last three or four years. Yeah, and I, I think that the, um, the having Instagram be the one... I feel like the music scene is better on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, there's I, Maybe it's just biased because we run a music page and we have our page curated for it, but I feel like there's more engagement, there's more networking, there's more music-driven content than, like, say, Facebook, where 
there is some, but it's like Facebook's hard to find that stuff on there. Yeah. And like the, the the pages, I don't like how there's groups, pages, your personal page. Like it's just too complicated. Yeah, it just gets I to agree. be too much. Um, but yeah, Instagram, if, if a listener is listening and you're not on Instagram, like definitely get Instagram if you're looking to get into the music scene a little bit here. Um, but yeah, I think definitely if anybody should go follow, follow Dustin on Instagram. Uh, he does a lot of great work on there as well. And you'll stay up to date with everything because you yeah. share it across everywhere. But Instagram just seems to show you yeah. the stuff you want to see more. There's the suggested here and there. But like when I scroll Instagram, I see the stuff I'm looking for, the new music drops and whatnot. Facebook, I'm like, oh, here's a funny video. And then I'm getting trapped into a real lock. And it gets to be a bit much at times. There. I hate those Facebook videos too where it has like the intriguing description where like makes you want to see what happens and then you like actually start watching it and nothing happens for like two minutes and you click on it and you realize it's like a 14 minute video yes that shit pisses the, me i off, was watching dude. one day it was like things you don't want to see getting off a helicopter and it was like okay well what don't you want to see it's like cops out in front and it's some like charity thing event or whatever he's like well this wasn't one of those i'm like you fucking lied to me like i wasted 30 seconds on your video i hate false labeling other videos there yeah all right, so Instagram look, is the best. Instagram, it, overall, I think. TikTok, I'm sure, has, like, great traction and whatnot. But, like, you're saying, like, you, you get people to follow you on TikTok, but then you tell them, go listen to my music on Spotify, and then you're banned. They shadow banned or whatever. It's yeah. like... You can say it in the comments, just not in the description of the video. Yeah. So you have to get, like, people to engage with it first and ask about it. Ooh, okay, I'm just, I'm spitballing here, but an, uh, an idea I had is if you can only do it in the comments, maybe make, like, one or two fake accounts... And then go to your video. Where can I find this? People and then do you, that. It, it honestly might be the best way to go if you can't even put it in. Can you put it in your bio or does your page get locked? I think into? you get. Uh, I think you can put a link in your bio. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think I just have my link tree in all my bios. All right. Uh, so looking a little bit here in the future, five years out, where do you want your music to lead you? To not having to work a day job. That is literally the biggest goal. I don't care if I never blow up or get famous or, like, make a bunch of money. I just don't want to work in the system anymore. I just want music to make me enough money to pay my bills. I want to be able to tour, like, half the year and just travel and see the world and make music. That's really the biggest goal I have. I think that's a good goal. I mean, you don't got to be living in mansions and shit just to be sufficient with your self-sufficient with your music if i live in a tour bus i'd be happy (laughs) a van with an outlet we can make it work my car's got an outlet i thought about i thought about ditching the apartment your car is an outlet yeah where where it's like right under the center console like right in the front of it what year is your car uh 2009 where the fuck are they putting outlets in a 2000 that's interesting Uh, i don't know but i could run the studio (laughs) off if i gotta you know i'm sure the acoustics would be a nice booth like everything is nice and tight I'll just bring all my sound panels in there. <laughs> you just got them up on the windshields and the sidewalls. Uh, so do you have any short-term goals that you're currently working towards? Uh, I want to hit 1,000 followers on Spotify this year. It'd be super dope to hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, too. And then, like, I mean, I'd love to actually have a track hit, like, 100K streams, like one of them, or even, like, 50 would be cool. 50, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. close to 50 on a couple of them, but yeah, to, to break that six digits would be uh, level up for me. So Spotify, because I know you were posting that a little bit. What are you at right now for numbers-wise um, to 1,000? I'm at right about 700. Okay. I think I'm at like 693 That's doable. Yeah. And it was definitely doable to get to 1,000. My, my Spotify has caught up 
about to where my YouTube is. Because I'm at like, I think I'm at like 650 on YouTube too. Okay. But for a while I was at like 300 Spotify and like, yeah, like 300 on Spotify and 500 on YouTube. But the Spotify has caught up to like around where the YouTube is. Nice. So if I could hit a thousand on both of those, that would be sick. Especially because then like you can get monetization on YouTube once you hit a thousand subscribers. Mm, okay. Only if you get 4,000 watch hours though. Oh yeah, they always got those asterisks on the end there. Yeah. <laughs> so assuming, and you've already been on tour, so you might be the perfect person to ask this, but assuming all the basic uh, needs are in, uh, included, like food and water, what are three items you would want to bring on your tour bus to keep you occupied? Um, is the phone included too? Because we'll say yeah. If you're gonna go in the car, it'd be also on you. So it's like this is you're in the yeah. tour bus. You gotta actively think I'm gonna be bringing this thing with me. Well, if I'm on, am I on a tour bus or am I in a car? Describe the tour bus you were kind of on and think of like that, like an RV kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing the whole, sh the whole show tour. You're, you're going to be on a nice bus with it. you got a little space to move. So I'd probably bring my laptop and my interface and a microphone. Okay. So I can record on tour. Yeah, did you like feel like that would have been... A good time to record while you're on tours. You're like, damn, I really wish I had my shit right now. I did actually bring my shit, but we didn't record anything. We talked about it, but I mean, I was sleepy on tour, dude. I don't know what it was, but I was passing yeah. out after shows in the RV, like sitting up. Ask Ace, he'll tell you. <laughs> He's seen me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd like to have my stuff so we could record music. And that's cool to like knock out features with people like at the shows and stuff too like if you really like someone be like hey dude let's go back to the bus and record a song yeah true true you never know where you uh, meet somebody and could record a song yeah, yeah. I got a whole studio out back you want to film out that'd be that'd be a story for a song for sure uh, so you are gifted one free feature for from any artist currently alive who would you want to collaborate on a song with ISO ISO alright I, I figured that was going to be it and now my follow up to this because I know we were talking about a little bit do you know what it runs for a feature from him four bands okay he he actually told me at that show he would let me make payments on a feature but how long is it going to take me to pay off four thousand dollars still way too long yeah you'd almost have to like and to be like I'll let you pay it off put on layaway like he's gonna be like three months maybe I doubt he'd be like, oh, yeah, the next year, like, eventually get it to me. Like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll make you $100 payments a month, and we'll release <laughs> this song in three and a half years. Uh, yeah, that would be a, a long time. I mean, four four grand isn't too far. Like, it's it's a saving goal. Like, no, you could I mean, at some point, but, yeah, that is a lot for It's, like, time. fair. The dude has, like, a million monthly listeners, and he does, I mean, I, he's my favorite rapper, so I think he's fucking amazing, but... But, I mean, I know Ritz charges the same thing. Ritz is four bands. Um, I really, I don't know if you know Gone, Luke Gone. He just did a song with Shaq recently. Okay. Yeah. I would love to get a feature from him, but he's, uh, I think he's 2500 which isn't bad. It might have gone up now, because since the Shaq thing, like, he was just on Shaq TNT, effects. and, yeah. yeah, like, he's getting a lot of, Shaq gave him a fucking... Rolls Royce or something. Oh shit! Just really? gave him the keys. It's like here, you earned this, my boy. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, now you've probably seen like some artists. I'm one coming to mind, like Uzi Bird or something like that, where they're charging like quarter million dollars a feature. Do you think that's legit or a publicity stunt? Just saying, like, you should get a feature for me because I'm that hot right now. 
I'd almost have to think it's a publicity stunt because like the people they collab with are also on like labels and there's no way labels are paying other labels a quarter million dollars. They're probably working they got a something. Negotiate out. or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I always wondered that, so just had the question, I thought I'd bring it up to you what your thoughts were on that. Um, do you have a dream venue you wish you could perform at? The Rave, dude. The Rave, yeah. Yeah. I saw that post going around a little bit, they were asking, so. I've wanted to play at the Rave since I started doing this. Even when I was in bands, dude, I still, I never played at the Rave yet. Part of it is I just want to go to the basement, and I want to go find <laughs> Mac Miller's signature on the pool. Dude, that would be, that would be something to take a selfie in front of. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to play the Rave. That's, so, I guess, it's in a pool, is it, is there like a, I've been to the Rave, I've been to the basement part. But, like, obviously only in the stage. Is there, like, a section? Separate? No, it's, like, a basement basement. There's, like, a piece underneath the lower stage yeah. spot. Really? Interesting. Was it, like, a hotel or something at some point? Or uh, do you know? It was... So, the basement is allegedly haunted. Mm. Oh. And they do, like... Calling your name. Yeah, they do, like, ghost tours there in, like, October or November sometimes. Yeah. Because, I guess, a bunch of kids drown there in the pool. Because oh, I think God. it used to be, like, a youth center or something. Okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that could be a crossover. You go perform and then paranormal activity right Have afterwards. the boys come out? Yeah, dude. Honestly, that would be sick. Okay, so you can't say country, but if you had to make another genre of music other than rap, what would you want to make? Or if you want to do country, I guess we'll give it to you. Pop, dude. Yeah, you're just going to go gonna like, go Drake? Yeah, I mean, not even like Drake, but like, I like, I really like Nick D, dude. He makes like all sorts of music. Like, he, can, he raps... He makes, like, super country type shit, too, but uh, I'd say his main vein is, like, pop type music. Okay. So, just just pop, then. I think that's a good a good genre you could shift over to if, yeah. if you needed. Um, so, if you were governor of Wisconsin and you had the power to change one thing about this state, what would you want to focus on? Legalize marijuana. Yeah, yeah. That's a popular answer. A lot of rappers come in here and say that, but I, I think it's even, about damn time. I haven't even smoked in like eight, nine months now. Eight, nine months now? Okay. Yeah. That's that's quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, just in the chat here, uh, Twan said it used to be called the Eagles Club. Studied who the Bellers. Okay, I'll take a look at that. Um, I'll write that down here. Let's put it Cause I am curious, cause I mean, like that's like the venue, um, in the state of Wisconsin. They're doing crazy, crazy headliners in there all the time. I'd say like the next like, my favorite venue in the state is the Annex, and I think it is yeah. a good contender. It's a smaller one compared to the Rave, but um, yeah, it's just it's it's like that legendary status one. Mm -hmm. So I am curious. I'll have to look into it a little bit. Um, next question though, yeah, uh, if you could point the listener to one of your songs after this interview, which one would you want them to go stream? Jumping. Jump in. Yeah. Just came out Friday. Definitely yeah. uh, go check that one out. Go run it up. As we approach the end of the show here, I do have one more question for you, and that's what separates you from the rest of the pack? Um, I think consistency, man, and I think that's what, in the end, separates everyone from the pack. Like, you don't have to be the most talented rapper or artist or whatever. There's people out there that are way better than I am, and there always will be. But there's not many people out there that are going to outwork me. And I think that's what's going to stand the test of time. Unless you start gaming again. Yeah. <laughs> I might, you know, every once in a while I'll download a video game and I'll take like two weeks off to give you guys a chance. But <laughs> besides that, 
the the hard work, I'm in like the top one percent of artists in general doing it. All right, then we are here at the end of the interview. Um, I do want to give you the mic for a few minutes here. Uh, just kind of shout out anything we might have missed, anything you want to talk about, announcements you got, shout outs, all that. The floor is yours. All right. <clears throat> well, as we covered, uh, this year I'm doing an EP every month, dropping on the first of the month, doing a single two-ish two weeks after that. So I'm dropping my EPs on the first of the month, singles on like two weeks on the Friday afterward, just to kind of keep the engagement up. I got a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, the 24th of February, next weekend, we're going to be in Madison for that local show, which is going to be some of the best locals you're going to see all together at once. That show is going to be crazy. Then uh, I'm doing that Versus in Milwaukee that JD and Prism are on too. Okay. March 30th, I'll be in Milwaukee. And then uh, I'm, most of it's not announced yet, but... Uh, Probably going to be doing two dates on the upcoming Caskey tour, two dates on ISO's tour coming up with uh, Tabo, Lex Bratcher, Unconventional Kings. Then in June, we're going to be in Des Moines at Lefties. In July, we got Four Winds coming up in Omaha, which, I mean, if you've ever wanted to travel out of state for a festival, this is the one. It's like I said, Doobie's going to be there, King ISO's going to be there, Joey Cool. Uh, Otis Julius, King Moses, Lil Man J is going to be there, dude. You know Lil Man J? I have heard the name before. That white dude that sounds like Lil Baby? Really? Okay. He was super I, viral. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's uh, who I was thinking of. So that's yeah, cool. they okay, got him on there. that festival. Damn. Yeah, dude. Uh, C-Mob's going to be there. So it's The poster's huge. There's so many people. Like I can't even remember half of them, but I am super excited for that festival. So that's in Omaha, July 19th through the 21st. It's going to be awesome. Uh, as far as shows, I think that's all I got booked right now. And then, yeah, just, you know, more music coming, more shows coming. Hopefully we're going to hop on another tour at some point this year. I don't know what yet. Maybe I'll end up going out with Otis again. Maybe it'll be something bigger. We'll see. Yeah, busy, busy. Yeah, yeah. stay busy. <laughs> All right, well, that's all we got for episode 124's uh, first interview of 2024 for the interviews here at CW Hip Hop. Like I said, if you are a CW Hip Hop artist, past or present, let us know. DM us. We'll be getting uh, those scheduled out. We're going to be hitting up a couple of artists as well to get those going. We're shooting for 25, so we're going to try and pack them in here. We might do some back-to-back uh, -back weeks. But, uh, yeah, so definitely, definitely let us know. We're going to be having more of these throughout the year here. Thank you to our sponsors, Hollywood Entertainment, Hollywood Recording Company, Chop Shop Barbershop, and Garkey Global. You can find more information on our website at cwhiphop.com. we got links to all of their uh, socials and pages they want. Uh, if you see the picture of their, their uh, banner on the website, you just click that picture and it'll take you right to their stuff there. So appreciate all of them for helping. Also, our Patreon listener tiers, Tracy Jankowski, Submusic Boss, and DK. Appreciate all of your support as well. If you want to join them, we'll shout you out on every live DJ and podcast. And you also get a 10% discount on our shop. Go to Patreon com slash cwhh to join today uh, newest artist on the station Della World Mayday out of Kenosha you can find all of his music links and a picture of him on our website cwhiphop.com slash artists you can find all of the artists that we have on the station Warbear included on that web uh, page as well we have our new music post coming out tomorrow. Uh, we have our Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday is going to be when we're updating the playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that. So make sure you check that out. We have our upcoming post every Thursday. 
So if you want to be added to those, make sure you DM us on best ways, Instagram. We have most of our messages come through Instagram. Sometimes we check Facebook. I get notifications from those here and there. Uh, but if you want to also make sure we get it, go to cwhiphop.com on the homepage. All the way at the bottom, you can find the form to be able to send that in. CW Hip Hop Artists as well, as you release new music, you can upload your MP3 file to there as well. We'll get it sent to our email, added to our, our website, our system and all that. We'll be playing on the live DJs for you as well. Concerts are in full swing right now as well. Got a lot of concerts up on our website, cwhiphop.com slash concerts. Got a picture of the flyers, uh, link to Google Maps so you know where the venue's at and some other information right above it there. So make sure you guys check that out. And uh, yeah, that's all for the podcast interview here, 124. Appreciate you making it in. I yeah. think uh, I like the new setup here. We might do a few adjustments, but appreciate you coming in to help me break it in here with uh, interviews here again. So uh, real quick, shout out your socials. Where can everybody follow you again? You can follow me on everything, all streaming platforms, all social media at Dustin Warbear, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-A-R-B-E-A-R. Yes, and go give him a follow, but appreciate everybody tuning in here. Hope you have a great rest of your Sunday and a great week. We'll see you next week. Peace.